This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Welcome back to the Comedy Duo Field Report. Uh, this is episode 10. Um, you may hear helicopter noises because that's the time that we're living in as we're about to go into a third night of cur- curfew here in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County. Uh, I'm not recording in Santa Monica or Beverly Hills, so curfew hasn't been enforced yet. But uh, anyways, uh, this is a show that's trying to not feel pointless about reporting about what's going on in comedy, um, which, you know, is still happening and I think is still going to happen. I mean, even on top of pandemic and everything else that's going on in America. And I, uh, there are a few other people that I would want to talk to uh, right now, given uh, what, he, what he does and uh, the comedy that he um, puts forth into the world. Um, they're a guest for this week. Uh, co-host of the Dollop, great stand-up himself, Gareth Reynolds. Give it up. Hi, Jake. It's great to be here. Thank God. This might be the last podcast I ever do. Oh, I feel so honored. Yeah. (laughs) Because don't you have to record a Dollop after this? Uh, I actually think we're going to not do one this week because of what's going on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? um, Maybe we will, but maybe we will. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, the question. I mean, even today, as I'm trying to, like, post stuff, I'm trying to not seem pointless, but also, you know, what are you supposed to do? I think that's kind of... Yeah, it's a very... I think... I mean, well, I'm sure there's other stuff to talk about, and we'll get into this nonsense right. that is insane. But, uh, yeah, I think in, in many ways, the pandemic portion of this... Mm-hmm gave you kind of like, uh, okay, I need to change what I do. Right. And then I think what maybe has been happening the past few days or week really is why do I do anything? <laughs> yeah. You know, it all just feels, it feels like there's a, a top priority now, which is just change, you know? Yeah. Real change. Real change. Change that is... Uh, Transformative transformative and long lasting. And I mean, it's not just going to be like a thing that lasts a week or a month. Like this is going to be, even after all the protests die down, if people want change, they have to. This is, it's such a strange time because we've been so spoiled. Mm -hmm. We really Uh, have like had. How so? How would you be more specific? Well, we don't, we don't have to, I mean, we're, we have a pretty, in my adult life, Mm-hmm. I have not had to ever really fight for rights. Right. I think partially because I'm a white dude from Wisconsin, it just is different. But the thing, the luxuries that have been afforded to me in the country and in my life mm-hmm. have been fought for by others. Right. And now it feels like it's time to pay that forward in some way. 
Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. if you know, if you know anybody who's in the younger generation, who's a teenager, mm-hmm. like my niece and nephew are teenagers. Right. It's like, this, this is now for them. You know what I mean? I feel like this is now more for them than it's, it's for, it's just systematic change. It just to end the policing that we have. So they don't mm-hmm. grow up in a world where they are, mm-hmm. you know, where, where they, they are, I mean, and they're a step removed. I mean, it's all right. to support black lives matter and, and mm-hmm. to fix that fucking systemic issue so that this country can move on right. from, or at least start to heal and talk mm-hmm. about the race issue. Right. Right. Um, I mean, we'll get into this in, in more detail <laughs> in a little bit later, but what yeah, is the point of comedy? Hey. Huh? hey. <laughs> uh, has anybody else been wondering that this week? I don't know. I mean, it does have a point. I mean, being a little facetious, but it just even, um, I mean, a lot of, uh, and we'll also get into this later, but the shows have been taking off. There are venues that were even doing entire live streams. And because of the pandemic, they were just like, um, you know, clearing out their schedules, going dark, um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, like, this is a time where you want some sort of comfort, but I mean, I mean, is there any to be had? And I mean, is that part of it? Is that like the point? And, you know, does that mean, I mean, just even for a day or so, like, (laughs) just not, doing shows or not even i mean in like in shows in quotation marks because we're doing it over zoom or instagram live and yeah yeah which is its own thing that has been on i mean it's been the focus of most episodes because that's just we were already living i mean pre-pandemic we were living in a crazy world and then it got crazier and now i mean it's the world that we worried about when November 10th, 2016 came around. I mean, I think, you know, comedy certainly plays a role. I, I'm always shocked when people will reach out to me because I do these Instagram live shows from my room right. and people will reach out and be like, I'm so thankful that you're doing these. And I am, to me, I'm like, it's very good to hear because I'm like, is, does anyone, does, is anyone really giving a shit because the truth is I love to perform I and I'm still doing stuff but I, I my mind has the split focus now of just I mean when you you know the the problem is that we have allowed these festering issues mm-hmm. for so long through yeah. so many presidents right and, and, all, and all when you issues. look back all the issues and the, but then when you look back on the race issue Mm-hmm. And you look back on the '60s and what happened to Martin Luther King, what mm-hmm. happened to what happened to Malcolm X, right? Um, you know what happened to the Black Panther? Like it just, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think that it's it's still here with all the progress we felt like we made, right? To be here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it, yeah, indeed, man, indeed. That's, I mean, that's. I think the hard part to wrap your head around what, well, I mean, there is such a huge element of that. And then there has been progress and those things like coexist at the same time. That being said, like that the problems that we've had from the sixties and 
beyond that even further pat like they're still present and that's the problem that's the systemic part of it even though yeah. they're, they're like yeah there are portions of people that are doing the right thing and getting it right but you know well yeah they they i mean they really the system three card monted uh prison for slavery right pretty seamlessly i mean mm -hmm. you know and and that, that and that leads us to the problem of what's happening now, which is just out of control enforcement. Right. Just on a yeah. level that's just bananas. Yeah. And I mean, I, mean, I think as far as comedy right now, like I have felt the past few days, mm -hmm. like, well, I, is there a point in pushing comedy right now? You know what I mean? I, like, because it feels like it is just like, there is a thing that happened that is so for the combination of factors for why it lit the fuse. Mm -hmm. um, but there is just the thing that happened that is, you know, that is like human 9-11 happened. Yeah. After, know? after two months of consecutive 9-11s on a yeah. global level. Then you, but then, I mean, there was that, that was, I mean, that was a terrorist act. You, I, we should mention as well, literally Donald Trump just addressed the nation Mm -hmm. about this and talked about how he's going to step up the law enforcement and he's going to fight. I mean, it's just, this is a, it's a, a roller coaster mm -hmm. that we still haven't been able to see what's the down is because mm -hmm. we're climbing to how fucking dramatic of a dive it's going to be. Oh yeah. We this, haven't flattened that curve yet, man. Yeah. And we just, you know, it's just fucking crazy. It is crazy. Used, I used to find him. I mean, I, I have found him funny at times, not ever in a way where I'm like, I, I'm attracted to this personality, right. but there are times where I'm like, oh, that was a, it's funny that he calls this person this and that, right. you know, but, but uh, the, the place we're at now with, and there's nobody in our government speaking of. No. It's name one politician that has found the moment here that has, I mean, there are five I can think of who are suited for it. Mm-hmm. And none five of them, out of how many thousands well five i mean when you think about government representative i mean we're probably around 400 really right you know uh, but more i mean yeah like if there was a governor i mean like, yeah i don't mean to derail it with what's going on right now Jake. <laughs> no i mean it's part of so this is for those who don't know this is the check-in portion of the podcast <laughs> and that is how gareth is doing and yes. uh, pretty much how everyone else is doing i mean i can say that on my end you know i uh Plenty of shows that were already kind of planning to happen today, kind of like took the day off. And there are a lot of shows that are ha not having tomorrow for um, this uh, initiative called the, the show must uh, be paused. And, um, you know, uh, I, I mean, for people that want to like, just take a, a, a modicum of time to get comfort to watch something like Gariffs or how, Gariffs. How do you, how do you yeah. say it? Gariffs? <laughs> Gar Gariffs, like close to my name, but I do yeah. like the way you're like. Gariffs? <laughs> Gariffs. Yeah, yeah, you got a nice little <laughs> whoopee. Yeah. Um, to feel okay, I mean, I also want that to have a place because I feel like you know while it is important to feel all of what is feeling right now and processing all of what's going right now especially if you're a non-black person to motivate you to take action and to effect change 
you're just exhausted just from taking all of it in i mean what what are you going to end up doing you know i just i mean i i just think that it it you know there there is a point when if you can and this is this is a governmental issue this is not a donald trump issue this right. is a this is a fundamental law enforcement government issue how the whole thing is set up right is that um you know you really have to you cannot keep taking shit from people. Mm-hmm. You cannot keep, you just can't. It, it right. can go on forever. It seems like it does. Right. But at some point, as, as Malcolm X said, the chickens come home to roost. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is where we're at. And right. so it's just like, fuck off. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm so, yeah. I mean, how do you, you just have no choice other than just be, I'm just, it's, the events that have happened have been horrible. Right. And then to watch the response be as blind. Right. It's just like, fuck me. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it, it's like going to North Korea and mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to go to this grocery store. And then being like, oh, these are just pictures of food that look like a place from the outside. But yeah. there's nothing. There's no right. substance. There's right. no, yeah. I couldn't even write this into a joke today. But the idea of like, so in Los Angeles County today, uh, there's several COVID testing centers that were free, uh, are closed yet again. Uh, they moved up a curfew an hour yet again, last minute. Mm-hmm. And the National Guard is patrolling around with the LAPD uh, for protests against law enforcement. And those are measures that are supposed to make us feel safe. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. safe? No, I, I've not. I mean, I've not felt safe. I, when I was in you know, high school, we used to drink a ton Mm -hmm. and the cops would the cops would the cops would come bust our parties Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like 20 people just drinking you know captain morgan and the cops would come and bust us up all the time Mm -hmm. and they would just be the fucking worst i mean they were just pricks that i had my friend had a gun a shotgun pulled on him for no so i've had a distaste i as a as a grown white man Mm-hmm. I will drive, and if I'm driving by a cop, I still am like checking my rear view, going like, "Is he gonna pull any shit?" So, because I I don't trust them, and they are fucking assholes. But they are, you know, my experience with them is nothing compared to what the black community has had to deal with. Right. And and again, I'm aware of how bad it fucking is. We all are in many ways. We all are aware that our politicians are corrupted. Nancy Pelosi's worth a hundred million dollars. Like there's all these facts out there. We know, we all know. Yeah. We just can't get on the same page. We can't schedule when we're going to tell them to go fuck themselves properly. So now we've all kind of aligned the time and it's actually the perfect time because not only is the pandemic shit going on, I mean, that's not the perfect time because you, you can spread it, obviously, right. but you can see how badly they handled that. They right. passed the CARES Act, which is one of the worst things to, to be passed in our government, the, the, exchange, the, uh, the up, upswing of money that is going to go to the rich from this is crazy. So they oh, yeah. have no response. They allow uh, people to be killed in the fucking streets, black people to be killed in the streets that could look on that cop's face and then you have Trump exacerbating it. I mean, it's just like, holy fuck. Yeah. It's, it's insane, man. It's insane. Um, Someone should reach out to the boom goes the dynamite guy because it's his time for one more. <laughs> 
God, what a, what is that? 15 years old now? 20? Probably 20. Whenever you think, the older you get, whenever you think something is a certain amount, add five years. Yeah. You're always that old. Yeah. Absolutely. Jeez, man. I mean, yeah. That, and look, I, you know, I'm going to try to keep this tied to comedy as much as possible. <laughs> yes. Sure. these buckets. No, but no, I appreciate the conversation. It's, I mean, this is part of like, I yeah. think what's important. I, and I believe you can do both like in all my posts in the last couple of days, I, you know, made sure like what came first was paying attention to all of what's going on and encouraging like to follow these uh organizations to see what's going on and specifically in la with defunding the police and reorganizing you know like the la tenants or like all i mean it that's it seems also overwhelming because we're wanting to deal with everything overnight and yeah and their voicemails are all full. I mean, I called all those people today. They they're either have been inundated with voicemails or they are doing the thing where they just don't answer the phone. So you pretty much have to email them at this point. But the, the cage rattling that's going on now is far more aggressive in a good way. It needs to be. It needs to be because obviously nothing changed. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, and you have, you simply will never... I mean, yeah, it's just like everything else. I mean, it's just, you got to fight for it. And there's so much, what's different now is there's not a two takes. It's not, right. you know, there's, there's like shady people hijacking the protests and, right. and being shithead. And there's obviously some people looting and stuff, but, right. um, but look, I mean, it's not going to be easy, you know, it's going to be fucking crazy, but it's not, it's never the fault of anyone else who's on protest, even if they, support the other side and they you know that it's not they're they've made a decision in a bad circumstance that's selfish in some way and it's been bastardized and here they are right but it's these people who are at the top who keep pinning us together like rock'em sock'em robots mm -hmm. that need to just finally you know mm. be gone they right. need to be gone and the jokes that we will tell about them i wonder what they will look like they will be crazy they will be is it I've only be... I've thought of one I've thought of one joke about this. Yeah, what share? The one joke is that uh, I would be like, you know, I was I was out there protesting. I was there. I was in the streets. You know, it was really when they got to my neighborhood when I decided to join the group because we started going up my block and that's where I started go. No, I think the people here are fucking cool. We should go that way and fuck some shit up. Yeah, that's almost that parallel to that famous. Uh... I'm so sorry that I don't remember the exact quote, but uh, about like the Nazis coming, like they didn't come for like. Oh yeah, right. First they yeah. came for whatever, yeah. Then they yeah. came for me. Yeah, yeah. yes, right. It is that. Yeah, well, yeah. When they come for so. But not like, a lot of people can punch up Nazi uh, pros. No. Right here. I'm there you kidding. go. There you I'm go. Um, well, I mean, believe it or not, folks, there is comedy news that happened. Uh, there are some headlines. We're just gonna run through those real quick. Sure. Sure. Just see how quick you got to you got to guess on how much time it would take like, to what to go through. Let's see. One, two, three, oh, God. four news items, one of I, which we actually. I, I, I bet I, my guess is we'll fly through it pretty quickly, but we'll also talk about what's going on in the country during it. Yeah. So maybe maybe a, like like eight to ten. 
Yeah, sure. 10 minutes? Sure. Yeah, here's a small peek behind the curtains, folks. I, I don't have any of these timed out. It's mostly a freeform conversation. Okay, here we go. Um, so headlines in the past week for comedy. Uh, uh, it's always sent in Philadelphia. It gets renewed for its 15th season at FX. Um, I That's one of those things that makes me feel really old because I yeah. remember watching the first three seasons on DVD over and over and over and over. And, I remember uh, being in LA when someone told me about this pilot they were making oh, or that they made yeah. at FX. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I think it was called it was Sunny and T. Uh, well, I think they made a yeah. short film called It Was Always Sunny on TV. Yeah, right. And then that became the premise of one of their episodes in season one. And then they got almost no money to do it season one. Uh, and they were doing... Right like a crazy thing they were they'd shoot like three episodes at the same time to save money yeah oh there's shows i've been on shows that do that that's all yeah and then for season two they're like we love your show but no one's watching uh do you want to have danny devito on it and they're like we want to make the show that we want to watch and we we don't know what he's going to bring to the table and uh so no and they're like well okay if you don't bring him on then we're going to cancel your show they're like great let's have him on and he's been unbelievable on it yeah he's been like the perfect addition um so that is so you someday know, they'll be able to shoot that show someday show will get shot yeah you know all of this will work out and someday yeah we'll, 2030 2030 2030 is when we'll get to watch the 15th season uh of it's always sunny in philadelphia and we'll get to see um tenant from chris nolan <laughs> <The latest. laughs> yeah Supposedly the first movie that it'll be uh, out in theaters. Uh, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, Probably something that we will get to watch because it's going to be streamed online. Uh, Eddie Pepitone's latest special for the masses, uh, which was recorded probably just over a year ago uh, at Downey Studio Typewriter. I was actually in attendance. It's a great special uh, for those who are looking for, or you don't even know if you're looking for, but you would really enjoy seeing a comedian who rants and is so cathartic and speaks, uh, you know, is it, it's fair to say the, the voice of the masses. I think Eddie speaks to that. I think so. Eddie's, Eddie's thoughts are right in line with mine. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Eddie is also one of those guys who is not on, is always, is always as funny on stage as he is in person. Right and is very gracious and is unchanged throughout the later career success that he's garnered and right absolutely such a great guy absolutely yeah he would complain i remember seeing a clip of him complaining not getting on parks and rec years ago and he probably still would say the same thing yeah (laughs) oh for sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) that hasn't changed that hasn't changed yeah acerbic yeah, uh, Eddie actually does uh, Instagram live uh, every weekday at four, uh, live from the bunker. And you know, I mean, it, it's if you want to hear him rant uh, before the upcoming special for the masses, which is out on June twenty third uh, through eight hundred pound gorilla, um, then yeah, go check out at uh, check Eddie at uh, Instagram. Uh, another thing that's coming out um, is 
Freestyle Love Supreme, which is, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was part of a uh, improvisational rap group uh, before he became, you know, the creator of uh, Hamilton. And uh, there's a documentary on that group and its history and how it sort of led to um, the making of Hamilton. But obviously it was more comedically based uh, when he was a part of that group. Um, and then, yeah, there's a whole documentary on, on that. And that's actually out on June 5th. Although we'll see, uh, as a lot of people are just yeah. pushing back releases, postponing stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I, think I got like a few emails just this past 24 hours about like, there was a special that was supposed to come out tomorrow. Like, eh, yeah, we're going to take a pause. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. And yeah. It's just, I mean, but you know, again, I mean, it's, it is so bizarre because COVID time, not that it's over, you right. know, but it's just like we're in disaster sandwich with COVID bread. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It, it felt like it was time to push through and find your, you know, keep going and everybody, you know, and it's so tough. And so it felt like as comedians, it was like, you know, the thing to do is to kind of push through and stuff. And then now it, it does feel a little like, um yeah it just it just feels different it just feels like we now have i mean you know you can solve problems through comedy and i i think it's different if you're a comedian because you're on the inside looking out and you're sort of like do people want to hear jokes but this 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 time right now just feels very not even hard to make jokes about but or not even about but during but it it almost feels like just it just feels difficult to actually process right i feel like, like gareth's thing i just get suggestions and just talk madness for an hour and a half like i don't like i don't know if i can do that i don't yeah. know if i am because i just have that's my cat's electronic feeder that's my cat's electronic feeder <laughs> um cool. yeah it's very strange it's very strange man yeah that's the um i feel like for all the time like the whole point I think that you're supposed to emotionally get out of a moment of silence, like why those are even taken. Like we have yeah. now just yeah. instinctually are doing that because we need that feel like that's where we're at. And you know what? It's, I've been so fucking pissed at this country for so goddamn long because I see other countries like France mm-hmm. and uh, you know, what, what went down in Hong Kong and like Greece, like people, people don't take shit. Like mm-hmm. in, in other countries. And I think part of the reason I've always thought is because it's, it's, we're such a huge country. It's really impossible to mobilize this many people. Right. Um, but I'm actually like, so it's amazing to see people this, everybody this pissed for the most part. It's Every, like, it's everything. been, it's been such a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And it just is like, you know, the last time that we had a moment like this, um, I just had the song a moment like this come in my head when I said that, uh, <laughs> is, is Occupy. Occupy yeah. Wall Street was the last time that there was actually kind of a movement, but right. even that didn't have a clear targeted right. direction. It was right. like, fuck the system. Right. And this, this, has, this has more attached to it there's a, there's more to this it's a different right. time the 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 fucking boot up the ass is bigger this time like it is oh yeah absolutely 
And wild. yeah, speaking of hockey, <laughs> I, I drove by City Hall and saw the National Guard out there, and that reminded me of like, oh yeah, they um, <laughs> when they kicked out all the people in the park around City Hall, yeah, and then they uh, I don't know, they fenced it up because they wanted to secure it for you know whatever the re-landscaping, <laughs> like they they changed all the trees or whatever, it's, and it was just yeah, like, that's right, that's right, yeah. and it's crazy, yeah, and it sucked, it sucked to it sucked to to see that. <laughs> yeah but this is now like you know and you have a guy who's not like we have a a person in charge who is uh not going to find the bullshit sales speak to talk people down as easily and i think as terrible as that is mm-hmm. it's almost good because it's like we just we need to he's 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 high, he's saying so much stuff that nobody else would say, but it's stuff that people, other presidents have done for so long. Mm-hmm. Something about the way he is that's just like, he's, he's bringing the same orders all the other guys have brought, but he's mm-hmm. doing it in such a different way that people can actually see the warts. And now they're like, right. Wait, you're talking about the, the president, not, or. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's problems with our mayor too, but I. Oh, there's major, I mean, there's problems in, there's problems with our city council. I mean, we have problems from the bottom to the top. Yeah. But, but how we work in our country Mm. is that we, you know, we will, you do this, this is going to influence people so much more than tweeting and Instagram. This mo, this is how you fucking scare politicians who are just, you know, they work for, I mean, that's what I think when I, I got into a Twitter argument the other day and like, you know, it's just like if the cop, cops should not be running their cars through people. No. Even if people are banging on their cars, even no. if people are being aggressive towards them, mm-hmm. they're, that's, that, that's why they're in that position because it's a difficult position to navigate. It's, mm-hmm. You have many difficult times to negotiate. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be special. You're supposed to be at that job right. and you're at that job and your job is to help bad, scary moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> so you should, you should figure it out. If you're in a car with a shotgun, with a taser, with mace, right. I think you have other options before it's hitting people with your fucking car. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're out of control. We have out of, we have out of control law enforcement situation. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And to see, I, I mean, the news coverage of it and the disparity of, I mean, there's so, there were so many peaceful protesters and it's so upsetting to know that that isn't the majority of the news coverage, that so much of it was peaceful. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, fuck them. I mean, they are going, the, the whole system is going to keep trying to, to run the trains on time with their bullshit. Right. Same companies that own our government, own our media. Right. So they're obviously, and you know, but we now have access to, as Twitter is a shit pile, it just is such, so is fate, but this, there's now a portal where we don't need our media from mm-hmm. the fancy rich people on the TV who have makeup on. Right. You know, you find out just as much reading right. people who you respect's Twitter, right. learning from that shit, you right. know, yeah. like that. It's, that's how you get the information. So they'll fall in line just like everybody else. Right. It's just they need to, you know, the second the second that the money starts changing, they're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, man. Let me ask you this. I remember speaking. <laughs> Wait, of, I can, we're on I, Eddie Pepper. Oh, sorry, we're on, sorry. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard time. 
it's a it's it's such a hard time for so many reasons um i speaking of occupy i remember um i believe it was lee camp you know lee camp Mm -hmm. yeah great lee did a whole set at like occupy in in like i think at occupy wall street it wouldn't surprise me that guy's very he's uh yeah, I mean, he's a sharpshooter. There, there are people out there who, like, when people say, you know, where do you go for your news and shit like that, like, there, there are great resources to get news. I mean, you just need to cut through the bullshit. I have, there are multiple people right. who are comedians mm-hmm. who I think deliver better news than anything you'll see on television. Yeah. You know? and, and, and Lee Camp among them. I mean, he's, yeah, very smart, you know. Yeah, I mean, is that's that really where... your only option if you're a guy like me. You can you, you can read, which uh-huh. is helpful, but it's right. also just a little easier to just go to people who are smarter than you and just go, oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that's yeah. smart, you know. And now, it, I mean, I don't, know, I mean, it, it's easier than ever. I mean, like you just see the amount of things that get posted and resources for anti-racism and all these clips and people. I mean, it's like you were saying. You know, we have these portals, right? With Twitter and Instagram and it's you do hope that this is sort of like the thing that it would be used for where we we can connect and we can share and inform and educate quicker totally yeah, yeah. I mean I think you know <laughs> I mean it's it, look we've been in a black mirror maybe we're just gonna have a great ending you know like and we need you know dave and i we talked we for the past i mean we've talked about this time coming for so long oh i know Um, listen to the dollop if you don't already and uh it's a great podcast yeah and And, sorry please please continue (laughs) your phrases yes and uh, indeed uh they do um they do keep talking of the time that we we're coming to now even um that I remember I, I might have been at your guys' last live taping, which was with Burke Kreischer, right? Is that yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I think Bert was a little bit in denial about uh, the uh, the coming of COVID-19, and you guys are like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Well, we, we, talk, we talk all the time about the climate and climate change and this stuff, and, you know, there's... And so we've always sort of seen it through that purview that, you know, that is the catastrophic time. And again, that's not defeated by any means. But again, what is so inspiring in ways about this moment is that that's, that's how you can change that. I mean, it's, it can, you can use it to completely transform everything. Mm -hmm. It's a moment based in, you know, a racial execution. Right. (laughs) And, it could be the it could be the way that we are able to get rid of these people who do not represent any one of us, no matter what anyone thinks. Mm-hmm. We need to stop with identity politics. You need to stop saying I love Donald Trump or I hate Donald Trump. You need to now be aware of policies, mm-hmm. and that's what you have to support, and that's what you have to put your energy into. Because poli- we our our ability to fall in love with politicians like Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton or even mm-hmm. Obama, right it bites us in the ass because they can get away with fucking murder because they're yeah. charming. Yeah. D- and and so, down ballot politics, that's not the way to do things. Like, yeah, no. You're just taking it for granted and informing. And I mean, I know you just said like 
you look to people who are smarter than you, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be thinking for yourself and looking up stuff for yourself. No, I mean, it gives you the tools to, to be able to critically analyze things. You know, once you, I mean, once, look, I probably started reading and watching Noam Chomsky probably like four years ago. Right. And I mean, once you watch that guy, you just go, oh shit. It's just like when they take Neo out of the goo and unplug his little fucking skull in the right. matrix, all of a sudden you're just like, oh shit. Right. Right. It's all bullshit, you know? Yeah. And it's a freeing and scary moment, right. but it, stuff like that helps you just go, okay, I see it through this and shit right. like that. And not even, I mean, I know the, over the decades since that clip, that closer of Bill Hicks has been brought up for several different reasons. I mean, he's still not wrong about how like, the amount of money that gets spent on defense because we're all like, we're, we're instilled in this world of fear that is just, you know, we're escalating in the ongoing arms race. All that money could have been spent on all the issues that we face today and probably we wouldn't be where we're at. Yeah, no, he, man, that dude, there's, that's a great example of a guy who just saw it all come and saw it simply you know, was able to just go. And, and what he's saying is funny because he's so goddamn funny, but yeah, the dude saw, the dude saw it coming. And that's, that's how you feel about this. I mean, it's like, this is, this has been coming as much as that cop should, you know, whatever your version of justice is, he should receive. Right. He was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, it's just happening. It's happening so much even, I mean, and the truth is the body cams are, are not helping. Right. They always, they cover them up or they say it didn't work, but right. people, people doing it is, is what does yeah. it. But people do have to be careful when they're filming protests and shit and posting it because of all that metadata and shit. It's, right. it's important to not, you know, these, these, these are going to be vindictive pricks who are going to look for people who are at these things. Mm -hmm. So right. you have to be pretty careful with your phone and shit. Yeah. That's, that's insane. So, I mean, are you, is, is the, the few, the near distant future, I mean, who's to say the distance of it or how close it is, but you're going to, rather than zoom, or is it going to be on zoom while you're on a bullhorn in front of like a bunch of protesters? What do you mean? The future of, uh, Gariffs? Is that what you mean? <laughs> Gariffs or whatever. I mean, like, that's what I remember. We, the, what I was mentioning. Oh we, yeah. Like, was yeah. like standing on top of like this like stone planter. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think he, well, I don't know if he had a bullhorn, but he certainly, I mean, that's what it was. He was just outside. And... I, yeah, I think, um, I mean, the truth is, I think our, you know, our podcast is like so in line with the, the just the history of this country being in this moment is just, it's, it all makes sense because we just repeat the same shit over and over again. And so in a way, we've, it feels like we've been doing a show about this forever. Right. It and just the history that doesn't get mentioned in like most education, even higher education. Never. In my yeah. experience, clearly, as somebody who goes into this show not knowing anything and proves yep. that yep. throughout, um, yeah, it's not, it's not taught. It's not, you know, Fred Hampton is not taught in, in schools. Which, which Harriet is Tubman is not taught. Her story is not properly taught in schools 
Yeah. The, you know, Martin Luther King is not a transformative figure in school. I mean, you know, it, they, they focus on the most boring shit about these old white dudes who are just right. like yeah. pricks. Yeah. When you, the more you read about them, they're all assholes. Mm-hmm. Like there's just like little, you know, they'll be like, Benjamin Franklin did all this. And you're like, didn't he have a lot of like uh, slave bodies in his house? Well, yes, he did. It's like, well, should we revere this gentleman? Yeah. Yeah, so 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 many of of those figures, I, they're not saints, you know. Yeah, no, and that's and that's the problem is that like we, you know, it's pretty easy to have, you know, to land on your your stance mm-hmm. without any information because right. it's just a simple decision. Right. Making an informed one is much harder, but it like helps you realize, you know. I mean, that's really what my journey through my. It's so weird because our podcast is almost like a social experiment on me in many ways. Yeah, because it is it has just informed everything about me and everything about the world today the way I see it. You know, mm-hmm. like how how be be more specific. How would you say that you've evolved or changed? Like what what's your arc with the uh, the podcast? I think via I mean it's it's in conjunction with other things. You know, it's not straight from the podcast. But my eyes got opened a lot to just how how we've how every problem i had in the world today we've mm-hmm. actually already kind of had right you know we've already kind of either swept it under the rug dealt with it or it's coming back like it's like nazis like you know you, when you learn about nazis and you learn about world war ii you are just like holy shit i mean they put everything on the line to stop the germ i mean it was like all hands on deck you know this right. huge moment to to see that Nazis are now back in vogue in some way is like, it's, that's why it's so upsetting because it took so much work to put that genie back in the bottle. Right. Only to see the court get uncorked again. So it's like, right. fuck, this is the problem. We, we don't, it take your life, your life will have to focus on problems for a portion of it. And that's tough. I mean, it's, it's a big ask, but but yeah, and I think the issue with class and race in our country, like I was aware of race in our country, but I, I don't think I was aware of the depths and I don't think I was aware of how much class is a part of it too, you know. Wait. When I was sort of talking about prisons before, you know, that's when they made, the, that's when they just decided it was going to be, and again, it's predominantly, it's predominantly black right. uh, by design, but you still have white people in prison for, you know, it's just, it's a class of people they've decided to make the servants. Like when there are the wildfires in California, mm-hmm. prisoners go and fight those fucking things. Yeah. It's like prison, you know, for, I mean, it's just crazy. All yeah. this stuff it, it would, would have eluded me in some capacity had it not been for starting to, to do that show in some way. I would have mm-hmm. probably come around, but it right. just escalated. My, you know, it made me want to know more mm-hmm. and be more informed. And Yeah. If any, anything, the conceit of the dollop is... I think perhaps a microcosm or a metaphor of where a lot of people are at or should be at where there are all this stuff they don't know. And if you only, if only you knew you would um, perhaps have as great a riffs as Gareth Reynolds <laughs> on deck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, it's that a comedy. Shocking. It's that it's shocking. A comedy. It's because yeah. it's a comedy because it's, it's that shocking. Yeah, because there are it's 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 shocking. You are I am constantly in awe. Pretty much every week I'm shocked. Every yeah. now and then I'll go. Oh, I kind of knew that or whatever. But other than that, there's something where I go. This is fucking crazy. Yeah, even crazy if good, you, crazy bad, whatever yeah. it is. But you know, 
even if story of stories of like you know like you guys did an episode on uber with travis kalanick and like mm-hmm. i mean like you know i had a cursory understanding of who yeah, that guy exactly. was and you know but then to hear the specifics yeah the devil's in the details true or the episode that you did a rollup which i very much enjoy about um uh, tom monahan of mm-hmm. pizza yeah you're like what wait you know what? Fuck the Domino's pizza tracker. No more money for that guy. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's a good example of how you're learning it going through it because that, that, that episode was just going to be about uh, the Noid, which was right. Domino's pizza's little uh, mascot guy. Right. And there was a story I read that was just about this, this guy thought he was the Noid and he held the Domino's hostage. And it's Noid, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was annoyed. Um, and, uh, and then, and then that just led me to, you know, you're just reading an article and then there's just something in there when you go, well, why did they say, why is there a list of the things the man who started Domino's, why is there a list on him? Yeah. He doesn't seem listable. And then you're like, oh my God, he started a religious city. <laughs> He's yeah. a psychopath. He wanted to make a fucking Vatican City Junior in America. Yeah. And got pretty close. Got pretty fucking close, man. And guess what? Florida. Shocker. Spoiler. <laughs> Guess where this happened? Florida. Florida. My God. Um, so there's a, there, I, I just want to kind of touch on this. I mean, and this is definitely tied to a lot of what's going on right now. Um, tomorrow, um, there's a, a, this hashtag called the uh, show must be paused. And, and generally that's supposed to be a, a, a thing that disrupts the normal flow of business and work as to bring attention to everything that's going on. And that has uh, reached the world of entertainment and specifically in our circles, comedy, a lot of shows are taking off. In fact, a lot of shows and by shows, again, I stress that these are just even live streams and meaning these are shows where all of us performers and venues that are putting on shows are just hanging on for dear life by putting on these things online. Because we're trying to figure out how to, like, is this a part of comedy now? Which it is, but, you know, we'll integrate it with live stuff later. But, like, to even put that on pause now, I mean, I, it feels necessary, but, you know, like, um, I mean, some are taking on tomorrow off because that's supposed to be when it happens on Tuesday. I mean, by the time this release, that'll it'd be past. But, yeah, uh, like, I mean, I, it, I guess when should it come back? I mean, like, are we, are we allowed to laugh this week? I mean, you know, I think, look, you never want to say that. Not to sound glib. No, no. I think that's a fair question. I mean, I I don't think you ever want to say, um, you know, you're not allowed joy. I think it's just right now. It's about, you know, making sure the focus is on what it should be on, which is that, you know, which is that essentially the government has just completely mm-hmm. um, declared to some extent war on peaceful protest publicly and is publicly, um, you know, doing it. But I, I still think that, you know, people need joy. I mean, look, there, you know, there's, if there's still stand up in Russia, there can still be stand up in uh, America, you know, like <laughs> when you think of the terrible times there, I mean, breadlines, I'm sure there was comics. I think sure. that's when Yakov got big. Um, yeah. But uh, no, the yeah. idea of people speaking out, uh, you know. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I, the truth is, I think the comedy—it's 
I've always found that it's, you know, you're, influ you're influenced by it immediately because it's on your mind. Yeah. How is it, you know, and I'm, I'm comfortable enough to talk about the things that are on my mind versus things that are prepared, you know? So um, I don't know. I think it just, you know, you have to, it's easy for people to not watch it if they don't want to. It's easy for someone to check in. But I think the truth is that as if it's, it's if it's a distraction, that's good because you don't want to live like a tensed muscle for the rest of the, the summer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you will probably give yourself an ulcer. Yeah. So, and, but, but again, the last thing we want to do is take our foot off the gas. I mean, right. you know, we have to remain pissed. You have to remain right. active. That's the precarious balance that you got to, that I think people have to strike is like, you got to keep your foot on the gas pedal. Yes, you do have to stay mad. But, you know, that requires a lot of energy. It does. Uh, and you got planning. And you got to yeah. be smart. And the money. I mean, it's a ton of shit. Yeah. And so taking time for self-care, which I'm sure is a word that's said a billion times every minute now, um, is important. You know? It is. Yeah. No. I mean, you want to, you know, you want to stay healthy for the fight so yeah and i mean that's that's kind of what's hard is you know i mean i i, I i'm not going to stop people from doing shows or shame you know I, I don't think that's no. necessarily bad but i get people not wanting to do it and so yeah yeah i <laughs> find comfort where you can so you can like you know be have use be effective you know yeah uh, i think that's true i think you know it's Look, it's the craziest time in our lifetimes. Right. It was a it was a week ago. Right. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I can't remember a time like even when nine eleven happened. I mean, we all know comics who like did shows on nine eleven at the day after nine eleven. Yeah. And this just I tried to go to the gym on nine eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like, "What are you doing?" Right. It's like, can I? They were like, "We're closed because of the tragedy this morning." I was like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think it's terrible too. Right. Well, I think the difference is, and I, you can tell me what your experience is, is that already with the pandemic, we were kind of like waking up not knowing what today was going to bring. But after two months, there was kind of a pattern and we kind of mm -hmm. got used to a little, a little bit mm -hmm. for better or for worse. And then with George Floyd's murder and the protests and the response to the protests, Truly, we have no idea what's going to happen every day. Yeah, and, and that you just know it's going to escalate. <laughs> yeah, you're going to. It's going to escalate, and that anxiety. That's we. Yeah, we don't know. Like nine eleven, it just happened. Trump getting yeah. like it just happened, and then that was it. I mean, like it, it. It was. It was very much like a breakup. Yeah, it was one quick moment that changed your life forever. Yeah, this. This is like you're being stalked. Yeah. there's an issue that has to, there's something that is, you're just, there's, until we reach the moment where we go, okay, this is going to be better, <laughs> which right. again, is so fucking hard. So, you know, so hard. Yeah. people need to definitely focus on their mental health, but then they also need to be able to use that to have enough to keep keyed into this situation and right. keep, keep it active and you know think of stoneman douglas you know those kids were out there and 
it definitely felt like a moment, but the politicians knew that they could wait it out, and they did. That's what they do. They tell you they're going to make a task force. They tell you they're going to pass some bill, and then it doesn't pass. And even with the the cop, Derek Chauvin, or whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. you know, by the time that guy's actually on trial, it's going to be mm-hmm. so far from now. That's so, what always happens. It's it yeah. always takes so long. So you know that there should be there should be a fast pass, and we should just be like this dude goes on trial this week. Yeah, and we should just be done with it and send a message and be like, this is what happens. This dude is going to get, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, but, you know, but you're not going to get there by third degree murder for one cop who first degree murdered a guy. Yeah. Not to <laughs> like, mention because of the, the, how our court system works, uh, the, the time that it would take to get him to court and actually try him and convict him. It's so many millions of dollars. Yeah. And, and again, that, yes, you know, I mean, we pay for all that. We pay, we pay, I mean, yeah. that cop was paid by us that day. He yeah. got paid by us. I mean, that to me is when, whenever people push back and say this stuff, and again, I'm not like, I don't even want to say the cliche of it's not all cops, but it, it, it isn't. However, these, this is a systemic issue. If, if this was, if these were, if these were landscapers that you'd hired, and they were this inept, difficult, out of line, right. you would absolutely be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Th- these are law enforcement people. Right. They, it says on the car to protect and serve. I guess the problem is it just never says who. Yeah. We should make them complete that sentence. Yes. Because it just says to protect and serve. And it looked like it's each other and the elites. And yeah. it certainly does not look like it's, it's us. Right. Even, and then even if that car looks goofy as all hell with how many na- like groups have to be on it to protect yeah. and serve men. Or how about this? Just tell me who you don't protect and serve. That can be a shorter list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Your chief and your politics. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's that's the problem. I think the problem is that people are so conditioned to the idea that uh, that law enforcement is it's very hard for these people and you know they need to get home safe and they do. And it is a hard job. And I could never do it. And I'm, I honestly the idea that people can go do that, it's crazy. I can't imagine it. I can't do it in an escape room without my heart popping. Yeah. However, that's why they have to be held to a certain standard right. where they're better than what we see every day. They can, they can take being called. They can all. take it all because, yeah. they're, because that's the job. Yeah. When I was a host at a restaurant, I didn't get fucking pissed when people asked to be taken to their table. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there to diffuse. You're there to protect. You're there to help. You know, mm-hmm. they don't. They hurt. Yeah. You know, yeah. they amplify. Amplify. Yeah. Um, man. Anyway, I'll be at Yuck Yucks in Edmonton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. For more, uh, more uplifting. Gareth, you can tune in Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific time uh, at Reynolds Gareth on Instagram. Yes. And thank you for always promoting Jake. You're the best. Absolutely. It's, I mean, one, if you're looking for actual stand up where the person is standing up in a room with a mic and a mic stand, uh, and Gareth, curtains and stage curtains and stage curtains. Yes. Uh, to give the facsimile of what a stand up comedy show was like, uh, Gareth does it. And you know, if you know how to read backwards, you can read the topics that are suggested. That's right. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's great. And, you know, for as Instagram live numbers go, I mean, you get, I mean, like if you had the amount of real people that you tune in, uh, that tune in for your live stream in a room, that would fill most clubs. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes, it's great. It's, so it's appreciated. Yeah, thank you. How, how is it getting hearts, uh, as I think Pat Oswalt would say, hearts in the margin and uh, comments? How is that feeding you? You know, I actually don't pay attention to them. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've, I've never checked them, you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I try, I think I'm, I think I'm better unaware of that sort of what people are saying. I, I will see, because I have actually have two cameras set up, one where I'm shooting for like a nicer quality. Right. And, but I will see peripherally, like sometimes just hearts fly up and it makes you feel good. But I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I want all the hearts, Jake. I'm not happy with just, <laughs> just those ones. Oh, you want real hearts? Real human hearts? No, I want just, con you know, I want the, yeah. So yeah, until I get true. there, focus up the stairs till I get to the top. Yeah. <laughs> it is It is fun. And I will say, yeah, Gareth gets all sorts of topics, stuff that we've talked about for the last, uh, you know, 40, 50 minutes, as well as, you know, things, sports, things that are a little more, I mean, honestly, they, we You'd hope at some point in the not so distant future that we would get to back to inane weird news stories because that yeah. means that things are okay. Yeah, people will submit because it's all made up. So right. people will submit stuff and I will see it for the first time on my monitor. And some stuff is just ridiculous. And then some, this guy or girl sent in one recently that was David Attenborough hosting Cheaters. And yeah. I was like, well, this is just like the greatest suggestion for me. I remember like, you took a moment to be like, oh, I'm oh, matching just, in the, the uh, possibilities. Uh, it's just like someone gave me just the sweetest gift. Yeah. Just so perfectly tailored to everything that I'm good at. Yeah. So great. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so it is an escape, but I'm sure this week it'll be depressing. So. Yeah, even um, so John Hodgman, he does like a daily during the week um instagram show where he interviews people's pets uh-huh and he he went live today but today he made a point of being like well normally i don't allow the humans to talk but um if you i want to focus on the humans of the pets to if you've had like your experiences with the protests and the racial and racial injustice and things that have been going on for now yeah i want to he hear that and have that be shared like that yeah. was the point of the show today. Which is good, I think. Yeah. I think everybody on any level, if anybody's a fan of anybody, mm -hmm. you know, it's your job to, to make sure that you're yeah. giving people the right. Right. Not to trivialize anything, but with this, I think right now we're in a very special episode, so to speak. This, uh, I'm sure. I mean, literally, like, this is just, this, this would be, I mean, what I just watched, on TV as I hear the 18th helicopter go above my place of the day, right. you know, it's just, right. this is, this is like, this is Watergate. This right. is like the time. This yeah. is fucking crazy. You know, it's a sad, as a sad uh, sidebar is the helicopters don't even bother me that much. Cause I went to school at USC. Oh yeah. And that was just normal. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, it's like, the level and well they've increased they've ticked up and the sure. the style of them has gotten more mm -hmm. uh dystopic yeah absolutely i will say what was crazy is um so we night one of the protests that were just downtown i was take i go on night drives as a way to get out of the house and give it my sense of a sense of normalcy sure i passed 
most of LA outside of that protest was quiet, peaceful, everything was fine. I passed four shoe palaces, the uh, sneaker like chain. Mm-hmm. And there were people in lawn chairs without masks, not distance, waiting for brand new Jordans mm-hmm. at midnight. Well, uh, you know, we're, we can compartmentalize. And I think that's a testament to the human spirit, Jake. I really do. <laughs> yep. Uh, and there, there's, that would have been my suggestion for Gareth's. And yeah, you, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, have you been, okay, not to, I guess this is going to have to be a hard left term, but have you been watching anything uh, comedy-wise that's new or old, wh- whatever? Wh- I don't have any qualms about recommending old stuff um, that you would want, like. I started, through. I'm the worst person to recommend comedy to. I'm just, I guess I just feel maybe like, I would rather watch so much other shit. But for whatever reason, I turned on the show, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. And right away. Yeah. I was like, this show is so fucking funny. It's and so- I was actually thought it had, I know it just got picked up for a third season. I thought it had more episodes. So I was watching it like, right. there's four seasons of this. And I was so bummed when I got to like right. episode 15 and they were, I was caught up. But that, that show, that cast, that style, yeah. it's just, the cat. I mean, it really is just very well written. Top to bottom, really funny show. So that would be my pick. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I've said it before when I mentioned uh, in earlier episodes, but I mean, I'll reiterate again. It's such a great show. And it's really rare for a movie, a TV series adaptation of a movie to keep the spirit of the movie, but also be able to stand on its own and invite new elements to the story. And it's uh, truly, uh, they have the crown for, you know, best vampires on um, TV and movies right now, I would say. Yes, yes. So, 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 so funny. I look forward to watching it on Thursdays after it airs on TV on Hulu. Um, I would tell people uh, two things. Um, I mentioned that Hannah Gatsby's Douglas came out last week uh, uh, and it came out before I recorded the last episode, but uh, in its release and having watched it, it is truly a great, great special for so many reasons. Uh, particular, I mean, like, like she furthers her conversation uh, about the the treatment of women and their their uh, like how they've been treated like second class citizens, even as depicted in art in art history. There's more art history jokes, which uh, kudos to Gatsby for being able to pull that off. But even as like the so much of Nanette was dealing with tension, the concept of tension. And like, it, it's almost this modernist, postmodernist idea of doing a stand-up special where you're like questioning the form. And this one took expectations down a notch because she had a whole, she told you what she was going to do with like a seven minute like preamble and then did it. She took out the surprise and comedy and it was still good. It's also great to be able to hear her react to yeah. people reacting to Nanette. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because it's like, it, it is such a, it just, she fascinated, loved people who hated it mm-hmm. or loved it. I right. mean, someone who fascinates everybody, there's not a lot of that. 
any right. longer. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's why all the, I wouldn't even call it backlash, but uh, you know, the bullshit she received mm-hmm. just it's good. I mean, it's great. I mean, she must've been thinking like I have my next special. <laughs> it's just going to be about what the fuck did you guys think of the net? Why did yeah. you act like this? Yeah. 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 The idea that, uh, people are questioning whether it's comedy or not yeah i mean i i i've i had many conversations i actually went in cold Mm -hmm. and had a very positive reaction to her special and then to hear the tons of negative stuff i was like oh shit you know yeah it's just it's different i mean it is like a piece of art in a way because you know that's that's what art is it's you leave it up to interpretation and to see that that spectrum covered it's like that's a, that's a mission accomplished. If you're getting yeah. more specials, yeah. it's not like the room where everyone was like, oh, what the fuck was this? There was like right. some people who had rewired their brains and there were other people who felt so connected to it. Right. And I think like for if anyone out there is watching stand-up specials and getting to the point where we're like, well, this is kind of the same thing over and over. And maybe the person has a different perspective a little bit, but you know, it's just the, they're kind of doing these random cobbled together bits and, um, some is fu- some of it's funny, some of it's not, and a lot of that has to do with the editing, and you weren't even there, or the audience was papered in, so on and so forth. This is different. This is so well crafted and considered, and um, I mean, in so many ways, avant garde, but in a way that's accessible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that would be one, and then uh, I actually I mentioned this on social media a couple days ago, but. Um, I would urge people to listen to Wyatt Cenac's EP, One Angry Night in November. Have you ever heard of that? No. So he, um, at the time, um, in 2016, he was, Wyatt Cenac was doing a show, uh, in Brooklyn, uh, called Night Train, a weekly okay. stand-up show. And it, it was one of the first, I think it might be the very first comedy record it was released after the 2016 election. Huh. Like the basically they recorded his 20 minute set that was the first show after the 2016 election and they made it into an EP. Wow. So yeah, it's just like 20 minutes. And why I want people to listen to it, if you're you know, you're seeing all the the the, the messaging about white supremacy and how it's still around and we need to get rid of it. And yeah, it doesn't look like the Jim Crow days. It's different. Yeah. And he does a great job in describing the nuances of that. And how his yeah. next album should be called Wyatt Supremacy. Wyatt Supremacy, yes. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> and yeah, it'll it'll that'll that'll get people out of their um seats and he's great. And I it. love I yeah. love Wyatt. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that is, if you're looking for comedic material, I mean, I know there's plenty of uh, speeches and books and all that that is being passed around. But if you're looking for comedy that is might help you educate yourself, I think that is a nice EP to listen to. Um, yeah, and that's my recommendations uh, for what to take in uh, for the week ahead um, on top of like, being aware of everything that's going on and hopefully everyone wherever they're listening from is staying safe um and doing what they can uh to you know i mean not not to sound broad or vague but just change the system you know 
Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. even if it's changing someone's opinion about what's going on, yeah. it's, it's just, yeah. it's a moment of clarity, reckoning, whatever you yeah. want to say, but the worst thing you can do is feel disengaged from it. Yeah. Try to find, yeah. try to find energy through engagement in this process. Yeah. And it's hard because people are already hurting. Our mm. government is not taking care of us no. at all. No. So it's tough. It's a tough, it's going to be fucking bullshit. I can't believe I, I had such a wave of relief when my dad who voted for Trump and is aiming to vote for Trump. Like he voted for Trump in 2016 as like, I hate Hillary, mm-hmm. you know, which is not great. But now he's like, Oh, he's like kind of doing a good job. But even he in t- this week, he was like, yeah, I saw that video and that's just evil. Yeah. And like, it's it's shocking that I'm even surprised, but I shouldn't have to be surprised that my dad is like, yeah, that's bad. Well, I will I will be the devil's advocate for your father, mm-hmm. and say that if the Democratic Party chose this time to put up uh, an enticing alternative person who had policies that speak to moments like this. Mm-hmm. That's how you would get rid of Trump, and that's how you would get your father to vote. Unfortunately, our politicians are just, you know, pretty much same side of the coin, just all, all, you know. I mean, essentially, it's just like they all go home to the country club at night. They don't give a shit. So what the Democratic Party should have done was put up a good alternative. But I think, uh, you know, hopefully I'm not a a fan of Joe Biden in any way. Same. But uh, but the, this this situation, the way it is, the way the president is, it's just it's my level of uh, apathy towards the system is still strong and full. However, this has even rattled my cage into going, okay, this guy needs to just be in fucking. This guy not only needs to be gone. I mean, we need to put him in like the Ghostbusters capture machine and right. put him in the fucking wall right. and lock it. Yeah. Or like, I remember, uh, I think in the first months, Seth Meyers joked that like, they wanted to make a, um, like a TV series where he could play president and just don't let him out of the soundstage. And Mm -hmm. just uh, like, make it seem like he gets to say stuff and he gets to tweet stuff. Oh, yeah, right. And then just, and just don't let him out. And just have him stay there. Truman Truman Show. Trump Show. Show. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's... Oh, no, you just do it with Harry Truman. Yeah. The story yeah. of Harry Truman. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's where we're at. Um, you know, I mean, I think we kind of went over this very broadly, but, you know, as we're coming to a close here, um, I'd like to know, do you have any specific predictions for the future of comedy? Usually I've been asking these, this question in past episodes in reference to the pandemic and how we're going to move forward from that and like doing live comedy again. But I think it uh, would be, I'd be remiss to not include what's going on right now. Cause that's inextricably linked to everything that we're all going through. Do you have any prediction? And it could be as small as like, um, you know, how are we going to use microphones going forward? Are we going to do comedy acapella or it could be something much bigger. Are we have to do comedy outside for a while or, yeah, I, I mean, I think what you're going to find is you're going to find uh, 
look, it took a long time to get to the version we were at mm -hmm. because it's the really good version, you know, for comedy. It's, it's a version where people can see their favorite comedians probably once a year ish. Um, and, uh, you know, see them live and see them interact. And I think as a comic, I mean, that's is the best part. I mean, without question, the best part of stand up or the best part of doing live dollop episodes is that there's a crowd there and you've, there's just, it's just different. Um, I think podcasts are going to obviously keep being a very important thing. I mean, more, more and more people will be starting them, more and more people will be listening to them. Right. Um, but I think until, we've solved this shit, it's not going to be normal. I mean, I, you know, I know there are comics out there who have done some shows and clubs. And I think that's, you know, it's, I understand the, the itch. I understand the uh, financial aspect. I understand all parts of it, but um, it is just, it's, you know, it's, it's like taking your own cast off and saying, I can run again. And it's like, hey, it's like still kind of fucking, fucking broken. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to go through some machinations of this that are just different and strange. And, and there will be like the, the thing I do in my room, I've discovered a thing that I enjoy doing. I think when the live shit kicks back up again, maybe one show um, every weekend, I'll do a Gareth's type show like late night Saturday. Right. But as far as like the actual consumption and um, ability to, you know, to be feel natural about going to see stand up or live comedy, you know, it's just going to be a minute. And, yeah. um, you know, until yeah. they release the last dance with some comedian, uh, it's going to feel like sports. It's just uh -huh. not going to be the same right now, but, uh, yeah. but it'll do. And we've been very spoiled and, you know, so I think find, find gratitude and, mm -hmm. that as much as you can. And you got to just be safe and, right. you know, your future and hope that, you know, hopefully the government took care of you to some extent. And if they didn't, that's why this moment is so important because we all want to get back to normal. Right. And it's just going to, the more that we are all hands on deck, speaking out, being vocal, being active, the more that we will, that's, that's another marble on the scale. Yeah. And the second that we can uproot this and be done with this shit, it'll go back to not only normal, but it'll fucking be so gratifying. So you know, it's going to be tough. It's a tough phase, but we haven't had a lot as far as our American system goes. We've been pretty lucky because mm -hmm. we've been, it's easy to ignore it. And now is the time to not do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and going off of that, I mean, I kind of say this a lot as well. It's going to be back at some point. I don't know when. Yeah. I don't, I know there are people who comics who are struggling and they're itching to perform live and they have got it in their head that that's the only way that they can do it. They think they say it's dead, it's gone and it's not. Yeah, it's not. It not. Isn't. No, it is. The idea of people comedically speaking out just by themselves, expressing their thoughts, their feelings, opinions and jokes and bits <laughs> um, still happens. I mean, you could watch it on Zoom. You can watch it on Instagram Live. And, and what, what would stop a club from making a? And this is going to sound crazy, and it yeah. should not be instituted now. Right. But why wouldn't you? Couldn't you just put them in a little fucking plastic case, like you know those little mm -hmm. peep show things? Couldn't sure. you just have a little like case where you kept the comic inside? 
I'm sure somebody will do that as a character. Um, <laughs> You're looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a name for that? You're always good at... <laughs> uh, come back to me. Bubble Boy's too easy. Like, you can't say just like a bubble boy. Yeah. No, I don't know what it would be. I'll for, think about it. Yeah. But, the, I mean, yeah, that, that could be... I mean, that's the thing. People are going to try a bunch of different things. Uh, I'm curious... I mean, and clubs have already tried a bunch of different things. And we're as we're seeing states reopen, uh, you know, probably against better advisement. You know, they're doing limited capacity and, like, having, you know, all these sort of measures with... And I get the club side of it. I mean, I mean, it's tough. There, these are these are people who, you know, club, club, club staff, club employees, they are the best, and so mm-hmm. they want to they want to remain. So I hope that you know, right? I hope they can. Yeah. To that point, uh, I'm actually as the uh, comedy bureau um, putting on a town hall roundtable of people in the LA comedy scene that clubs run venues and the comedy producers to sort of get on the same page at, or discuss what might be done going forward because certainly live comedy live entertainment is one of the last rungs of being reopened and as we've already seen in the process no one's really in the government side like specifically looking out for people i mean a lot of these announcements are like hey you're allowed go ahead yeah. and then like what the fuck are you supposed to do you know yep yeah <laughs> boy and, do i know it <laughs> Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, in, you know, people already trying to go against orders and do stuff in person is only going to ruin it for everyone else. And so we're just trying to suss that out and get on the same page. And that crazy be, time, Jake, crazy time. I'll be, uh, that'll be Thursday, June 4th, uh, at 3 PM Pacific time. Uh, I'll get a link out uh, to everybody. I would have had it organized earlier, but you know, there were other things happening this weekend. So hmm. Yeah. First I've heard of it. Yeah, me yeah, I was surprised too. I was really, really surprised. Well good luck uh, with that that side project, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um that has been this episode. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, Gareth and sharing, Thank you, Jake. Yeah, everything. Um where can people find you on the internet? Is there anything else uh, to promote, like your other po- podcasts, other you can stuff? find me uh, at Reynolds Gareth on uh, social media on Twitter and Instagram and uh, I think on Facebook. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you can just, I, I do shows from my room on Thursdays at 6 PM PST, uh, where you can send suggestions in. I have a podcast called the dollop, which is American history comedy. And then I picked up my old podcast and started doing that every other week, which is called point versus point, which is, uh, just an insane sort of sketch comedy mm-hmm. news show. It's just right. totally bonkers. Um, and yeah, and, um, and then on social, you know, there's, if you can help or if you can make calls and stuff, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a ton of posts that I, I, I've shared and other people have shared. And I would just say yeah. that's, that's where people should throw their focus for. Yeah. If you follow, if yeah, I would uh, thankfully say that if you follow any modicum of comedians at all, odds are you will probably run into some resources um, yeah. where you can uh, donate, you can uh, learn, you can act or, I, I want to get this right because of Killer Mike, who we both love. Say, I, you gotta, you gotta plan, plot, uh, organize. Uh, he said like four or five different things. He's the best. He's the best. But yeah, he said it in his speech uh, in reference and, to. And by the way, 
He mm-hmm. said it all while he wore a shirt that said, Kill your masters. So that's fucking Killer Mike. Yeah, and he didn't even want to go up. Nope. 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 Um, I'm Jake Kroger. Uh, I run the Comedy Bureau. Uh, you can find the Comedy Bureau at the Comedy Bureau on social media across platforms, uh, thecomedybureau.com. Um, I'm at MFJ Kroger. Um, and you can, uh, on Twitter, and you can find me on Instagram at not the supermarket. Um, you know, you can support the Comedy Bureau, and if you do at this time, that'd be great on GoFundMe, Patreon, Venmo. But, you know, there are other causes to give money to um, at this time. Um, you know, but, but the Comedy Bureau is a, a staple, and then, so let's keep Yes. Um, yeah. If, if all the other causes that are more worthy, when those, if you've gotten your, taking care of those, I, I mean, yes, I could also use your help, but yes. those are more important right now. Um, is there anything you'd like to say as we sign off? Uh, what Killer Mike's shirt said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make a shirt of that. Just what Killer yeah, Mike's yeah. shirt said. Killer Mike wearing the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll walk uh, behind him with that one on. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I do say every week that uh, comedy is still happening. It is. It might take a day off or two, and you know what? That's okay. Um, but in any case, I, as I like to quote the great Brody Stevens every week, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. That's a, that's a better take. It's a great. It's truly has become a great uh, a great thing to remember Brody and that message. Yeah. Um, All right. That's it. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Corneo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.